This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're ready to get into all of the good, juicy Arsenal goodness that fills your 8am ears every single day. Other than one day now, a weekend, because we take one day off a weekend, which was yesterday. So we've got uh, the weekend stuff to break down. Still not loads. It is the international break. It's what we've come to expect. A couple of house the, uh, housekeeping things before we kick off. Um, a massive thank you to Acast who reached out uh, a couple of weeks back about kind of taking on TGT audibly in, in that sense. So if you're an audio only listener, uh, there may be a couple of changes in the next couple of days. Um, but Acast basically offered the chance to host TGT. So um, we're moving over to Acast. It should still filter through. Um, to Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes and wherever else you've been listening to this podcast audibly, it may take a couple of days. If it's not showing up on Spotify or not, you're not getting it for some reason, let me know uh, and I can do something about it. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a way in which we're progressing things forwards. And uh, yeah, I was, you know, it was very kind to see Acast reach out and offer to host TGT. So that's a little bit of nice news for the channel, uh, which is great. And uh, yeah, so that's going to happen. And uh, other than that, that's I think that's about it. I don't think there's anything else major uh, to announce other than the fact that I had a really nice weekend off. I haven't had a two-day weekend off in, wow, a long, 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 long time. So uh, that was great. Uh, but as always, please do go subscribe to the Arsenal Way as well as always, as we tell you to go and do that. Uh, link is in the description. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, I've made a link tree. I've never made one before and I've been kept on being pestered. Like, why don't you have a link tree? Why do you have a link tree? Why have you got all these links on your page? There's like 50 of them. Well, now there's one. <laughs> there's just one link that you can click on and it takes you to all the links. So we have one of them too, which is great. So yeah, that's that's all your news from this morning. And Ashwin Watkins, you were indeed first. Congratulations to you and good morning to you and Matt G and to Paul. Uh, and to Guna0411, uh, we've got Girish, we've got MFB, we've got Mo, we've got Peeny Ween, uh, we've got Marcus, Sartvik, Mike, Kevin, good morning to you guys and to the Ole. Um, 
and we've also got Olu, Ole and Olu, um, and Ola. I should talk about after speaking about Ole and Olu and Ola now. Ola, who of course joined us for our Tuesday podcast last week, has reached the magic three thousand five hundred pound mark. Thank you so much to everybody that contributed. Thank you so much to everybody that donated. Uh, the website was called Keep Ola Here, and we've kept Ola here. Amazing work. Thank you so much to the TGT family and everyone that donated outside of the TGT family as well. I know there was a lot of people, a lot of content creators that really did help support this cause. And thank you, because, uh, you know, together, uh, the Arsenal family, again, showing its power and showing what we're capable of doing. So thank you once again. For that, AFC West Mids, good morning to you, to Lars, to Dell, and to Dave. Uh, good morning to Paul, to Rich Carnu. Uh, and good morning to Paul saying, I don't get why I get notifications for my other subscriptions, but not Tom's. I don't know either, Paul. YouTube being a bit strange this morning, clearly. Um, let's crack on with today's show, however, and thank you for the continuing nice comments that I can see in the chat box. We'll be getting to them towards the end. Now, Lorlon Koscielny uh, retired from football. Uh, we wish him the absolute best. Didn't leave in the most best circumstances if everyone remembers the famous Bordeaux shirt signing scenario but I don't really care to be honest Arsenal moved on I've moved on and uh, I wish Koscielny the absolute best and uh, thank him for everything that he did during his time at Arsenal helping us to FA Cups and uh, yeah very very fantastic uh, career at Arsenal I think was part of a an Arsenal team that was going through a very difficult period and he remained one of the best and most consistent Premier League centre-backs throughout that period so a big thank you to him uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles uh, will return to England in the summer Roma nope nada don't want him not interested whatsoever uh, in keeping Ainsley Maitland-Niles it now appears uh, Arsenal will certainly now have to face uh, they'll have to face basically a situation where they have to try and sell a player that that is just a little bit I don't know what the right word is. It's He's really hard to place. He's hard to put into a category because I don't think he's good enough to play for Arsenal consistently. He's gone to Roma, a club that, you know, I would consider a performing at a level below Arsenal right now and hasn't been able to get in them either. His position isn't really sorted. And so I'm not really sure where this goes. Uh, Pratyush says, an hour early today. Ah, yes, that's something I didn't address. It's, we had daylight savings yesterday. Uh, so we've gone... Back an hour, forwards an hour. We went forwards an hour. So basically, uh, it is now technically only 7.05, but it's actually 8.06 right now. I don't know if you know how daylight savings, I'm sure you do. Why would I assume you don't know how it works? But that's why we won't be recording slightly earlier. So set your alarms uh, a little earlier because <laughs> this is when they're going to be now. This is when 8 a.m. is in the UK. So apologies for that. Um, his stock has fallen, certainly indeed, Jake. I absolutely agree with you. I don't know how much money we're going to be able to get for Maitland Niles on a year left of his deal. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and talking of players possibly coming into the club, Darwin Nunez, my colleagues at Football.London, understanding that Nunez has been officially added to the shortlist of strikers that Arsenal will be considering in the summer. Uh, certainly a player that I am very excited about. If he was to sign for Arsenal, it could be. Uh, a very, very exciting moment as Arsenal get their hands on one of the most exciting young strikers on the planet right now. They weren't able to get Dusan Vlaovic, um, but maybe they can get their hands on Darwin Nunez. That would certainly be a massive boost to Arsenal's summer transfer plans and maybe the long-term future of the striker position 
as well. Our penultimate story is on Yuri Tielemans. The Leicester City central midfielder looks closer to leaving Leicester in the summer and Arsenal will be able to get their hands on him for a figure supposedly around £34 million. Now, considering he's only 24, turning 25 years of age, to get a player of this quality for that amount of money, I think is a ridiculously good deal. Um, and I would, if possible, if it is possible for Arsenal to go out in central midfielder this summer, he's on my list. <clears throat> I don't think he's had the best of seasons this year. I think that's had a lot to do with the fact of his uncertainty, his unsettledness and his unsettled nature if you would say better, uh, about his time at Leicester City this year. Not signing a new deal. Very, very awkward. Uh, but bringing in, as Aaron says, Nunez and Tielemans into the team this summer would be two big pluses to Arsenal's hopes and ambitions for next season. More would be needed. But uh, Tielemans is a player that I'm very, very keen on and would be very interested to see join Arsenal this summer. Uh, and our final story of the day is a story that has continued on from the end of last week. This one isn't going away. And in fact, the Mirror wrote an exclusive piece that Arsenal would be opening to, uh, to offering an escape route for Marcus Rashford from Manchester United this summer. The player's contract is running down to its final uh, its final time, basically. And despite them having an option to renew for an extra year in 2023 to, to, uh, through to 2024, he isn't happy. Uh, he doesn't seem settled, doesn't seem like he's getting the best from his time at Manchester United. And Rashford could be making a move out of Old Trafford this summer. And Arsenal are said to be one of the clubs that would be open to offering him a place. Now, this has split the fan base. And this, again, I think we may have already done a poll on Rashford before. But I want to revisit this because there's been a lot said, a lot not said about this. And so I want to get, make sure that we're getting kind of the TGT representative of this deal. So we're going to type a poll into the chat box where you guys are going to get to vote on whether or not you would take Rashford. I'm going to try and put a couple of caveats in because I know that a lot of people like to know certain things. Would you take Rashford? We're going to have to put some finances in here because I know they're important to people. Would you take Rashford from United on a sub 200k per week so that means less than 200k per week deal costing less than 40 million pounds that's the deal yes or no would you take him get those votes going into the chat box and uh, we'll get your thoughts and feelings about whether or not he is the right player to go for from my personal perspective i maintain there are better options however I am certainly not against this. I am not someone saying, no, he's awful. No, he's Danny Welbeck, Mark B. I think that's the most disrespectful comment you could give to a player like Marcus Rashford that has, in his last three seasons, over 100 goal contributions from the ages of 20 to 23 in, the English, in English football. That's mental. I think people might underestimate how many goals and assists Rashford has got during his time across the last three years in a Manchester United team that I haven't particularly rated in those last three years either. And that this year, he's come into the team, or rather has been out of the team quite a bit, and Ronaldo's come into the team and had a giant impact negatively on the overall fluidity, synergy between the players. It's not been settled. It's not worked. It's been it's really disjointed. Uh, it's not a good team right now. 
And whilst I think I'd rather go for, say, a Cody Gakpo, another wide forward, and I do talk about Rashford as a wide forward, someone who can play in a wide position, someone who can play in a central position if we wanted him to, can be versatile enough to, uh, to operate in multiple roles. I'd prefer someone like a Cody Gakpo, but I think that actually Arsenal would certainly, certainly benefit from, you know, a refurbished project of Marcus Rashford. And I think Rashford would certainly flourish at Arsenal as well. So get your votes into the chat. Um, so far, we've got 50, 57%, 56% saying yes, 44% saying no. Be honest with yourselves. Just vote. Get those votes in there. <clears throat> and once you've voted, please make sure you drop a like on the video as well. Very, very appreciated. If you could, we're going to go through more of your comments and your questions on this topic and more as we go to the Q&A section. So let's jump into it. Okay, let's uh, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying and scroll up. Uh, let's go to Cole, who says, why not offer Man United a loan with an option to buy? We could still get our transfer targets too. Carl, I think they might laugh you out of the, the negotiation room, to be honest, but I don't know why there'd be any incentive for Man United to accept any kind of deal that was a loan. They're not getting any money for him. He's only benefiting a rival. I don't think they'd be at all uh, interested in that type of deal. Aaron says, I think his high wages unsettled the new wage structure. Everyone will be asking for a substantial pay rise if he came in on 200k. That is what he is on. And even though he's 24, he is older than a significant number of our other players. Our highest paid player is Thomas Partey on £200,000 per week. Uh, it then goes down to Nicolas Pepe. And I mean, you have to ask, Nicolas Pepe is getting paid significantly more than a lot of players in this team and you know isn't playing so the wage structure isn't perfect it is better so I don't think it would necessarily unsettle the dressing room uh, I don't think it would I think there is an understanding between the group and I think that's fine but I think there are opportunities to get players like Cody Gakpo for instance on a much lesser wage um <laughs> and Mandeep says it's actually disrespectful for Welbeck at least he gave her 100% always when he was fit he did certainly but I think it's ridiculous to describe him anywhere close to uh, like I think it's ridiculous to say that he is a player not as good as Danny Welbeck uh, at all uh, Axel says personally I find it odd struggle to imagine Rashford wanting to change club to be a second option and fight for his place uh, with Smith Rowe and Martinelli for me Rashford another that uses pay, uh, Arsenal for a pay rise I mean, he's at the moment fighting for a place at Man United with Jadon Sancho, you know, with Alanga, and they're going to have players coming through like Ahmad Diallo next season as well. He's fighting for his place at United. So he'll be moving to a similar situation. He's not taking a step down. He's not taking into a more difficult situation. I think that, you know, he'd move into Arsenal with opportunities, especially if we're in the champ, uh, Champions League. Stephen says, hi, Tom, where is the poll? The poll's in the chat box. Uh, you might have to click a little button, but it should be there. Uh, Bulgarian Gunnar says, honestly, Tom, I think they'll decide to keep him. So do I. I'd be shocked. Just for the record, I think I'd be, I'd, I'd be amazed if Marcus Rashford ended up at Arsenal. I don't see it happening, but the idea is exciting. The idea is interesting, and, and that's certainly worth discussing. Uh, Dave says, Arteta has always stated that we need specifically uh, specificity of role and we need two centre-forwards. So no to Rashford for me unless we can fix him in the centre-forward role. And this is certainly something, Dave, that I think needs to be taken into account. Yes, we do need two centre-forwards, but I think there is scope to see a versatile wide forward come into the club that can also play as a centre-forward, hence why I always bring up Cody Gakpo. 
Um, scrolling down, Zana says, if Poch comes in, he will want to keep Rashford and his social media presence is something United will not want to lose. Uh, Wallace says, Tom, it is not Nico's fault for not playing. The coach chooses his team. If Aubameyang can reduce his wages and play for Barca, Rashford can do the same. I disagree with you. It's not just the manager's fault as well. Players are responsible for the number of minutes they play. And if Pepe is not showing enough quality over Bakayo Saka, that's why he is not playing. It's not just to do with Mikel Arteta. There is certainly an element of player uh, reasoning behind it as well. Aubameyang reduced his wages to move out of the situation, to go to Barca. And if you're, to be honest, if he was going to any other club in the Premier League, he wouldn't have been reducing his wages. But the difference is with Barcelona, their wage cap meant that he absolutely had to reduce his wages if he had any chance of making that move in January. Uh, Abbe says, Squawker did a recent video where they compared our midfield to City's 2017-18, where Odegaard and David Silva and Partey and Fernandinho, in that case, who would be our own De Bruyne? Great question. I actually think that Erdegaard can be the De Bruyne role. I think that he can be the, the central midfielder that's pushing forwards, being creative and scoring more goals. We need to challenge Erdegaard to score more goals. I actually think we need to find the, the Bernardo Silva type role alongside the De Bruyne, which I would put as the Erdegaard position right now. I think that's what we need to look at building in. Whether that's a Yuri Tielemans, whether that's, I don't know, I don't think it's a Fabian Ruiz. That's more of a kind of an upgraded Xhaka type role. But I think there is scope. I don't think it's Smith-Rowe. I'd rather see Smith-Rowe continue on the left-hand side. But there's options for Arsenal to find a little bit more uh, tenacity, a little bit more progression, a little bit more excitement in the central part of the midfield. And I think that would go alongside Martin Erdegaard. Uh, let's scroll down. Uh, Weedy says Rashford's on about £200 per week. Why would he sign in when Smith and Martinelli combined are under 100 k It's a non-starter. King says, I pray that Rashford doesn't join us. I don't think he fits the way that we want to play. He reminds me of a young Aubameyang. I don't like his attitude on the pitch. Uh, Simba Ashe says, uh, Rashford is a proven Premier League player. We can benefit from that. Marcus says, Will Smith, oh dearie me, um, not doing an 8am show. What was the biggest scandal? <laughs> Look, I'm not going to comment on what I saw last night. I'm against violence. It's ridiculous what he did. There are other ways to speak out against ridiculous stuff uh, that gets spoken about you and your family. Uh, Gouda Greg says, hi Tom, is Patrick Schick still your first choice as he is mine? It sounded like Darwin Nunez was your wish just checking by the way um patrick schick remains my number one right now uh mainly probably because of an under education about darwin nunez i've not seen enough of him i've seen a fair amount of him the last couple of weeks i'm doing more research but i'm still sold on schick the thing is with schick is i don't think he's on the arsenal list i think arsenal are looking at a younger profile of striker right now and nunez and jonathan david certainly fall into that category so that's what Arteta is looking to. King says, Tom, are we still a big club to big players? We haven't won the Premier League in 18 years. How many players are still playing since we last won it? Chelsea are decades ahead of us. King James, we absolutely are. Hence why we signed players like Thomas Partey. Despite not having Champions League football, we signed Alexandre Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang without having Champions League football. You may see arguments, therefore, that saying that Arsenal can still sign these big players without needing to be in the Champions League. And look, you can still sign big players without being in the Champions League, but you can't sign all big players. You can't compete for all players without being in the Champions League. Being in the Champions League opens up a lot of doors for you in terms of the market, in terms of players you can go for. 
being outside of it, it doesn't close all those doors, certainly not. Otherwise, we wouldn't have signed those players. But not as many doors, nowhere near as many doors are open for you. And if you think about it, when we sign Lacazette, Arsenal are really the only team going for him. Atletico Madrid stopped in their pursuit. When we went for Aubameyang from Dortmund, he was having issues at Dortmund and we were the only team in for him at that time. And Thomas Partey, we activated his release clause on deadline day. I'm very happy that we did those things. Maybe less so of Lacazette and Aubameyang. I think there was a bit of an oversight in those two signing two strikers in six months in a system that only used one striker. It was never really the best idea, especially when you're replacing a goal-scoring wide forward in uh, Alexis Sanchez. But Partey was a good step forwards. I think that we're absolutely still an attractive place for players to join and to come to. And I think that's why players like Martin Odegaard have decided to make that move from Real Madrid, why players like Martinelli and Saka and Smith-Rowe have renewed their contracts with the club and why they're hoping to renew further players in the summer. So absolutely, we are still a big club. And Chelsea may be ahead of us right now. You say decades. I disagree. I think that's an exaggeration. I think that Arsenal can close that gap pretty uh, quickly if they continue to make some smart decisions in the market. Uh, Haroom, you're right. We are still certainly paying part of Aubameyang's wages until the summer. Uh, Bulgarian Goon says, I'd be open to ESR moving on the centre as an eight if we continue the 4-3-3. I'm not that keen on that. I think I've said that already, but I'm just I'm just not really keen on that. Ratha Veri says, what are the biggest challenges you face as a reporter getting information when writing a story? It's a really interesting question, actually, to be fair. Um, the difficulties I face is that I'm still very much early on in my career at this point. And so it's a there's a part of the role for me is, is widening my kind of contact space. A lot of it comes through colleagues. A lot of it comes through, actually, ironically, existing things from doing this channel. It's funny how many contacts you build up just by doing a channel that focuses on transfers and getting experts on that are in the field, that are journalists in other countries. That's great. The difficulty sometimes is making sure that you write a story that stays true to how you feel about the, the story, if that makes sense. So, for instance, if I'd write a story about Marcus Rashford being linked to Arsenal, oh, no, let's change that. If I write a story like I did the other day about those Brazilian links linking the Brazilian national coach Tite to Arsenal and um, replacing Arteta, my feeling in that moment was this is ridiculous. This isn't true. This can't be true. And later it was absolutely rubbished. And I think ESPN came at the story rubbishing it in the end. But in that moment, I had to write a story about something that, you know, I'm thinking is is mad. And thankfully, I was in a position where I was able to add my opinion to that story. But, you know, I think there is a difficulty in writing news when you are very opposed to maybe that position or you've got a very different viewpoint on it. So I think that's some of the biggest difficulties in getting that information out there when you've got kind of that conflict it, it can be tough, but, you know, it's part of the job and you need to find a way to move through that. Uh, Weedy says, did you see the article about Arsenal talking to Ren to sign? Uh, we're going to have another go at this. Uh, I'll go Chukwu. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, in the summer. Apologies to those listening. A lot of our Nigerian-based listeners told me that that was the wrong way to pronounce it, but I can only do my absolute best. I did see that. Um, Arsenal are interested along with a number of other teams. Really exciting young player. Haven't seen him. Um, but I hear that he's very, very exciting coming through the ranks there at Ren. Uh, Henrik says, morning, Tom. Do you think we're going to see Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, Saka as a front three against Brighton? It depends if Saka is fit. It depends if Smith-Rowe is fit because there's been questions about them, although the Brighton game is significantly after 
the Palace game. I don't think so, though. I think Lacazette will still remain as the number one striker at the club. If you remember now, he's had a significant period of rest. He's not gone on the international break, so he would have been chilling uh, on London Colney and training. Maybe they've done a game behind closed doors. That does sometimes happen, maybe with uh, some of the, either the youth teams or a team that's not currently playing either. Watford can sometimes do that with Arsenal because, you know, they play so close to each other in terms of their training grounds. So, We'll see. But no, I do think that uh, I do think Lacazette will. Lucas, why don't we just get Sebastian Haller from Ajax? I think that, look, he's been in the Premier League and it's not worked. At a very decent club like West Ham United. It wasn't like he was struggling down the bottom end of the table. You know, West Ham are a very decent side and was when they signed Sebastian Haller. He did very well in the Bundesliga, of course, playing in a two-striker system with uh, Luka Jovic, if you remember. It's not worked in the Premier League and it didn't work when he was given that kind of responsibility of being that single striker. Yes, he's done very well at Ajax this season. I think if you also look at, say, Tadic joining from Southampton and see the success that Tadic has had at Ajax playing in a centre-forward role for them, it's not a guarantee that it would then translate back against the Premier League. So I'm not sure that I would go for Sebastian Haller. Uh, Ian says, uh, would it be so left field of Arsenal if they renewed Lacquer and Eddie's contracts? What would be the reaction if Mikel Arteta decided that they are the strikers for us? Exactly what he said in January. I think there's certain things are said in press conferences at certain times that you cannot take literally. You cannot take. You, if you've got a player like Eddie Nketiah, you don't want to say, no, he's going to go because it looked like in January, Arsenal weren't going to sign a striker. They've got to keep Nketiah motivated. They've got to keep him in a position where he's wanting to come on and score goals because if Lacazette gets injured, Nketiah is suddenly our only senior striker. And that's a worrying scenario to be in, especially if you've sat through the whole of January saying he doesn't want to renew and we're going to let him go now in the summer. That's not what you want to do. It's not smart. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm not surprised that they said that. I would be surprised if they renewed both of them. I wouldn't be massively surprised if we renewed Lacazette. But Eddie Nketiah, I think, is a goner. and I wouldn't have renewed him. And I don't think the club will renew him in the summer. I don't think he wants to renew either, to be fair to him. Adidas says, would you take a punt on Mitrovic? No. In an attacking Fulham side, he's epic. In a defensive Fulham side, he's anonymous. Could do well in the current system. No, I don't think I would. How old is Mitrovic now either? I don't know how old. I feel like he's been around for a while. 27 years of age. Not massively out of profile, but... You know, I think Schick is not being included on the list and he's 26. So there's little hope of seeing um, uh, seeing uh, Mitrovic join Arsenal either. Um, thanks, JDB. That's a really kind comment. I really appreciate that, mate. Navarro says, Tom, our fan base uh, will lose it if Rashford has a bad game and writes an essay about it. Look, that's part of football. It's unfortunately, part of what we've come to expect in football is this bad game, awful reports coming out i try to be as fair as i can when i write critically about certain things especially regarding arsenal you've got to stay level-headed and grounded you can't go over the top i know that going over the top sometimes can grab people's attention a hell of a lot more but i've learned certainly from experiences like we saw in the summer with emmy buendia that you don't need to go over the top necessarily like if you think about it when we ended up not getting dominic zobosli despite my absolute desires to see him at arsenal You've got, to, you've got to stay grounded. You've got to just appreciate that the next signing, which was Martin Odegaard in that case, at the time is going to come good. And they did. So, you know, I think we've got to stay chill. But there's always going to be a hyperbolic spectrum 
uh, or rather there's going to be an end to the hyperbolic spectrum that is going to be vocal about things. I think that's just a given in the Arsenal fan base, to be honest. It's just the where it's just where we are as a fan base. So Luke says, but Tom, KDB and Salah are also weren't good on first Premier League, uh, in first terms in the Premier League. But weren't KDB and Salah exceptionally young? Were that, weren't they not like really young at the time? Like this isn't that. Sebastian Haller was was he not significantly older? Not significantly. Let's have a quick check. I might be wrong. And if I am, I'll hold my hands up. But I'm sure they returned at a different stage. He's 27. I don't know when De Bruyne returned to Manchester United. Let's have a quick check. He's 30 now. He joined Manchester City seven years ago when he was 23. Maybe even 22. Or maybe 24. It depends on when it was. But uh, he, he turns 30 in June, 31 in June. So, yeah, probably about 20, 23. I think it's different. If you're returning Sebastian Haller to, Ar- to Arsenal at the age of, of, what, 27, did I say? It's different than KDB and Salah, who, by the way, are two unbelievable talents. Like, they're not... It's not like seeing a, a regeneration of a, a player, at, you know, as I say, 27 years of age. These were unbelievable talents that weren't getting the time at Chelsea, went abroad, went to Wolfsburg, went to Roma, smashed it at a young age, not at the age of 27 like Haller is, returned and is now, you know, the players that we know them to be now. So I don't think it's the same. So that's probably where I'm at on that still. Uh, JDB says, what happened to Ben Cottrell? Uh, he faced an injury. He's now back in the youth team. Uh, but don't worry, there'll be a youth update this week. I'm going to be bringing you more content for this week as we lead up to the uh, Crystal Palace game. Uh, Bro Pro says, we should look at certain attributes to buy a striker that fits us. Don't make the Lukaku mistake. I agree. I do think that we do need to add some physicality. I think we need to add a little bit of contrast to our starting lineup. We do kind of lack that aerial threat, if you like, in the team. And so I think for that reason, there is always going to be the incentive to add some differences to what we've already got. And that will come in the form of an aerial threat. But you're right. We need to make sure whoever we sign fits what Mikel Arteta is trying to get. Uh, Let's have a quick update on the poll and see where that's currently at. Uh, I think it's this one. It is indeed. Got about 20 tabs open right now. It's very 50-50. In fact, oh no, it's slightly dipping towards the no. It started off on the yes plane but it's it's now switched over to the no side 53% saying no 47% saying yes very split this is great I love it when we get these polls that are very very split in regards to how people are voting 328 of you have voted but only 119 of you have liked the video if you've pressed a button on that voting system then make sure you've also gone uh, out of your way to drop a like on the video as well would really really appreciate it uh trip says saliva is definitely staying i hope you're right i really do hope you're right but definitely is probably a little bit too confident right now but i wish i had that same confidence marcus though therefore asking will saliva stay seems to vary day by day are the rumors we gotta wait we've gotta wait until either he commits to it verbally or Arteta claims that he's staying. We need to wait for some higher confirmation. Maybe there'll be some questions considering he made his France debut this week in his press conference ahead of Palace. Sammy says, Tom, who are you taking as the inside forward? Nkunku or Diaby? Nkunku all day, I think, is a much better option than Diaby right now. Uh, Let's go to... Daniel says, these polls show that the channel is definitely not an echo chamber. It's a solid point, to be fair. I think, to be fair... 
I think there is an element of echo chambers in certain topics. If I put the poll out and, you know, if I put a poll out that said, oh, I'm trying to think of something as sensible as I can. <laughs> but if I put a poll out that was certainly something as the reason why you subscribe to the channel uh, for certain topics or certain, certain opinions or points of view, there maybe would be an element of that. But I think you raised an important point, Dan, that we've put up a number of polls on a number of different topics in the last couple of weeks. And I'd say that 90% of them have been very, very split in kind of that area of, of response. I think that probably goes to show that the level of discussion that we have is very grounded and balanced. Uh, and we take into account the other kind of side of the opinion. So yeah, you raise a good point. But I do still think there would be an element of it. Like the Arteta debate... You know, the channel's been very kind of pro-Arteta um, for, I'd say, 80% of the time, probably. I mean, there was periods after Villarreal, after Manchester City, where we certainly wavered. But, uh, yeah, I think maybe on that there's probably some influence. But on other things, maybe there isn't. So there you go. But it's a good point. Inga says, the best sources on Arsenal news, except from myself. Obviously, I always point towards uh, people in the community that know and are very well connected. David Ornstein, of course, is always someone that I've, I've, I've been very backing of. And I know that people have their doubts. I don't think you should. He's a very well connected person in the industry and someone that you should look to. And, and you know, the athletic as well. Um I've got some fantastic writers that I very much look up to in terms of improving my own writing. And that's why I read it to improve my own writing as well. Um, Aaron says, is there any news on Bellerin in terms of a permanent sale? No, nothing at this moment in time. He's playing pretty much most of the games, although uh, he has fallen out of first team games in some matches, especially in Europe. But he's, he's enjoyed himself. He likes it out there. You know, he's got no real intention to return to Arsenal and fight for a place because he's been very, a, very kind of humble about Tommy Asu's development in an interview that he did recently. He will ultimately, in my opinion, leave in the summer. But we'll have to wait and see if that happens and where that will be. Maybe it'll be Betis. I don't know their scope to spend if they've qualified for the Champions League, which has kind of dropped off recently uh, with their form. Maybe they can afford him. Europa League also might be able to give them enough to be able to pay, say, 15 to 20 million pounds. I would be looking to get at least 15 million pounds for Hector Bellerin and not anything less than that. I think he's certainly worth that amount of money. Um, Matt G says, why do I keep reading about Tierney going to Real Madrid? You don't think there's any truth. I think there's truth in Carlo Ancelotti's interest in Tierney. Carlo Ancelotti wanted him when he was at Napoli. So it's not surprising to see him linked. That's probably where those links are stemming from. Um, I find it odd, though, that they would spend the amount they did on Furlong Mendy and not kind of follow that one through either. So, yeah, I, I'm not surprised to see the links. If anything, it's a credit to how good Tierney's been for Arsenal since joining from Celtic. But we've got him on a long-term contract. He only just recently signed a new contract. So I don't think we've got too much to worry about right now. And even if we do, um, even if we do sell him, you know, We've got Tavares here. We've got scope that we've proven that we can sign strong left-backs. And there are left-backs out there that we could improve, not improve on, but we could certainly get as good as Tierney in the future by investing in youth. But I don't want to see him go anywhere. I want to see us keep him. But if he does if he does move ever in the future, which, you know, it's not destined that every player that we like is going to remain at Arsenal forever because they're not Arsenal fans like us. They are, you know, players that want to further their careers and, and go on and improve elsewhere if they want to or face new challenges. That often happens. We'll see. Um, but it's not something that I think we need to worry about too much. Uh, Navarro says, how about Leon Bailey as a replacement for Pepe? No, thank you. I don't think he's cut it enough at Aston Villa. I don't think it's worked out there. I would be going for someone very, very different than him. Um, 
Aaron, we I read out as many questions and answers as I can, mate. So uh, it's never it's never favoritism. As you can tell, we have a lot of members in the chat, but we don't favor members' questions. We just if I see a question, I grab it, I answer it. The members are members because they want to support the channel and they want to join the Discord server, which is basically like the chat box, but twenty four seven all the time on lots of different things. I mean, they've been very demanding. The members have been very demanding of late. We've added a lot of new channels to the Discord server. We've got gaming, MLS, boxing, cricket, movies, Formula One, rugby, fitness. And Ojo the other day asked me to add a reading discussion channel. Uh, so there is a reading or book club one in there now. There's lots of different things to discuss in the TGT community. And that's what the Discord server is there for for our members. And if you'd like to help support the channel, click the link tree in the description and then go through the relevant link and it'll take you to a place where you can become a member. Um, and that's it for today. We've gone over just over the half an hour. I'll be live in just under an hour's time on the Arsenal way at 9.30 this morning. Look forward to that with Bailey and Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as it always is. Do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel and join our Discord server by becoming a member with the link to the link tree in the description. Look forward to bring you more content. Uh, I'll be on the Arsenal Lounge this evening at 8 o'clock, as always, on a Monday. And, of course, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock UK time. Remember, clocks went forward in the UK, so we're on an hour earlier for a lot of people in the world. So don't get yourself all confused with daylight savings and that. We are an hour earlier if you're elsewhere in the world, but just check the UK time and then you won't miss it. You may have to readjust your alarm for the show. But thank you so much for tuning in. So an absolute pleasure as always. See you very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.